Hello, everyone. Yeah, hi, everybody. This is Chip, and I'm here with Eric. Hi. We're reading through the Bible. Hello, this is Eric. Hey, you know, this could be someone's first day. Yeah, welcome. Just, I'm Eric. We, yeah, we haven't done that in a while. Yeah, that's true. You know. Hello, new person. I'm Eric. And I'm Chip, like I mentioned. Oh. Great to have you with us. We read through the Bible, and uh, we're semi-ordinary. We are pastors, and we do read an extraordinary book to some amazing group of people, and you are one of them. Now, officially, today. That's so good. On this very day. If this is your first time listening, yeah. you are instantly in the community. Yeah. If you want to be part of this community, you're in it. We have no rites of passage. We we're call, just happy you're here. What do we call this community? <laughs> the Chip I don't community. know. That's a great question, Chip. Thank you for putting me right on the spot. That's fine. Well, you'll think about that. I will. Oh, big shout out from Ryan uh, to Ryan and Tanya. Thank you for the energy blocks, energy chews. From Cliff. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Um, I'm sure they're disgusting. I'm sure they're amazing. Wow. And they're gluten-free. If it's your first day, uh, people give us snacks sometimes. They do. They give us snacks and they just make Sometimes their way. they're delicious, like these chocolate truffle figs. Sometimes they're horrible. Like these running shoes. Well, I love the running you're shoes. Gonna, you're going to get into those now? Oh, okay. I can't. Well, you can. Yeah. Well, I'll I wouldn't. Wait. I'm going to wait. I do have a dentist appointment after our reading today, so oh. I don't think the dentist would be happy. Okay, just a quick story, and then we're going to start. Uh, when I had braces and I would go to the orthodontist, I used to stop by KFC before oh. and just jam mashed potatoes up in my mouth. I could see that. Because the hygienist thought it was hilarious that I would do stuff. Hilarious? Like yes. Okay. Because they would they'd be like, uh, Dr. Schwartz, can you come look at uh, Dr. Eric's? Schwartz? Yeah, I called him Schwaz. Oh. Can you come look at Eric's braces? I think there might be something wrong. And then he'd look and it would just be all mashed potato. Oh, mouth. man. Yeah. Anyway, tell you, man, that's, that's who I am. That is I'm good. semi-ordinary now. I was very ordinary then. Yeah. Okay, we're going to read today. Oh, Eric, today we are going to read. It's it, For some reason, it's highlighted in pink. So it makes Because it there's SDA today. Oh, SDA today. Welcome, everybody. Hey, we're reading Second Kings. Chapters 2 and 3? Yep. Okay. Yep. Is that right? That's right. That's right. It's a very small print. Yes. And so... When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were traveling from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has told me to go to Bethel. But Elisha replied, As surely as the Lord lives, and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went down together to Bethel. The group of prophets from Bethel came to Elisha and asked him, Did you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Of course I know, Elisha answered, but be quiet about it. Then Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has told me to go to Jericho. But Elisha replied again, As surely as the Lord lives, and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went on together to Jericho. Then the group of prophets from Jericho came to Elisha and asked him, Did you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Of course I know, Elisha answered, but be quiet about it. Then Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has told me to go to the Jordan River. But again, Elisha replied, As surely as the Lord lives, and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went on together. Fifty men from the group of prophets also went and watched from a distance as Elijah and Elisha stopped beside the Jordan River. Then Elijah folded his cloak together and struck the water with it. The river divided, and the two of them went across on dry ground. When they came to the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I can do for you before I am taken away. And Elisha replied, Please let me inherit a double share of your spirit and become your successor. 
You've asked a difficult thing, Elijah replied. If you see me when I am taken from you, then you will get your request. But if not, then you won't. And as they were walking along and talking, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared, drawn by horses of fire. It drove between the two men, separating them, and Elijah was carried by a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, I see the chariots and charioteers of Israel. And as they disappeared from sight, Elisha tore his clothes in distress. Elisha picked up Elijah's cloak, which had fallen when he was taken up. Then Elijah returned, Elisha returned to the bank of the Jordan River. He struck the water with Elijah's cloak and cried out, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? Then the river divided, and Elisha went across. When the group of prophets from Jericho saw from a distance what happened, they exclaimed, Elijah's spirit rests upon Elisha. And they went, up, they went to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. Sir, they said, just say the word and 50 of our strongest men will search the wilderness for your master. Perhaps the spirit of the Lord has left him on some mountain or in some valley. No, Elisha said, don't send them. But they kept urging him until they shamed him into agreeing. And he finally said, all right, send them. So 50 men searched for three days but did not find Elijah. Elisha was still at Jericho when they returned. Didn't I tell you not to go, he asked. One day, the leaders at the town of Jericho visited Elisha. We have a problem, my lord, they told him. This town is located in pleasant surroundings, as you can see. But the water's bad, and the land is unproductive. Elisha said, bring me a new bowl with salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went out to a spring that supplied the town with water and threw the salt into it. And he said, this is what the Lord says. I have purified this water. It will no longer cause death or infertility. And the water has remained pure ever since, just as Elisha said. Elisha left Jericho and went up to Bethel. As he was walking along the road, a group of boys from the town began mocking and making fun of him. Go away, Baldy, they chanted. Go away, Baldy. Elisha turned around and looked at them, and he cursed them in the name of the Lord. Then the two bears came then two bears came out of the woods and mauled forty-two of them. From there Elisha went to Mount Carmel and finally returned to Samaria. Ahab's son Joram began to rule over Israel in the eighteenth year of King Jehoshaphat's reign in Judah. Joram. Boo. Mm. He reigned in Samaria twelve years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, but not to the same extent as his father and mother. He at least tore down the sacred pillar of Baal that his father had set up. Nevertheless, he continued in the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had committed and led the people of Israel to commit. King Mesha of Moab was a sheep breeder. He used to pay the king of Israel an annual tribute of 100,000 lambs in the wool of 100,000 rams. But after Ahab's death, the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. So King Joram promptly mustered the army of Israel and marched from Samaria. On the way, he sent this message to King Jehoshaphat of Judah, saying, the king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you join me in battle against him? And Jeho Jehoshaphat replied, Why, of course, you and I are as one. My troops are your troops, and my horses are your horses. Then Jehoshaphat asked, What route will we take? We will attack from the wilderness of Edom, Joram replied. The king of Edom and his troops joined them. And all three armies traveled along the roundabout route through the wilderness for seven days. But there was no water for the men or the animals. What should we do? The king of Israel cried out. The Lord has brought three of us here to let the king of Moab defeat us. The king Jehoshaphat of Judah asked, Is there no prophet of the Lord with us? If there is, we can ask the Lord what to do through him. One of King Joram's officers replied, Elisha, son of Shaphat, is here. He used to be Elijah's personal assistant. Jehoshaphat said, 
Yes, the Lord speaks through him. So the king of Israel, King Jehoshaphat of Judah, and the king of Edom, they went to consult with Elisha. Why are you coming to me? Elisha asked the king of Israel. Go to the pagan prophets of your father and mother. But King Joram of Israel said, No, for it was the Lord who called us three kings here, only to be defeated by the king of Moab. Elisha replied, As surely as the Lord Almighty lives, whom I serve, I wouldn't even bother with you except for my respect for the king Jehoshaphat of Judah. Now bring me someone who can play the harp. While the harp was being played, the power of the Lord came upon Elisha. And he said, This is what the Lord says. This dry valley will be filled with pools of water. You will see neither wind nor rain, says the Lord, but this valley will be filled with water. You will have plenty for yourselves and your cattle and other animals. But this is only a simple thing for the Lord, for he will make you victorious over the army of Moab. You will conquer the best of their towns, even the fortified ones. You will cut down all the good trees, stop up their springs, and ruin all their good land with stones. The next day at about about the time when the morning sacrifice was offered, water, water suddenly appeared. It was flowing from the direction of Edom, and soon there was water everywhere. Meanwhile, when the people of Moab heard about the three armies marching against them, they mobilized every man who was old enough to strap on a sword, and they stationed themselves along their border. But when they got up the next morning, the sun was shining across the water, making it appear red to the Moabites, like blood. It's blood, the Moabites exclaimed. The three armies must have attacked and killed each other. Let's go, men of Moab, and collect the plunder. But when the Moabites arrived at the Israelite camp, the army of Israel rushed out and attacked them until they turned and ran. The army of Israel chased them into the land of Moab, destroying everything as they went. They destroyed the towns, covered their good land with stones, stopped up the springs, and cut down all the good trees. Finally, only Ker Hereseth and its stone walls were left. But men with slings surrounded and attacked it. When the king of Moab saw that he was losing the battle, he led 700 of his swordsmen in a desperate attempt to break through the enemy lines near the king of Edom, but they failed. Then the king of Moab took his oldest son, who would have been the next king, and sacrificed him as a burnt offering on the wall. So there was great anger against Israel, and the Israelites withdrew and returned to their own land. Okay. That's our reading today. Okay. That was quite the reading. Okay, so we read the Bible to you every day, and we keep two questions in mind. What's this tell us about God? What's this tell us about us? And then what do we do? What do we do in light of those things? How should we live? What should we do? So what? Okay, so Chip, yeah. what does this tell us about God? Well, I do want to say this because, you know, uh, when the Lord is about to take Elijah up to heaven. So this tells me that God takes people to heaven. Yeah. He, God takes people to heaven. Um, we can't get there on our own, you know. Um, he does it. He provides a way for it. And... Uh, we only have access to heaven through God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's not based on what we do. What, it's based on what he has done through his son Jesus that gives us access to that for all of eternity. That's a good place. That would be a yay, you know, and uh, not a boo. Not a boo. Not a boo at that's all. That's a yay. King that's Jesus. A, that's a yay. big yay. Yeah, there you go. King Jesus. So God takes people to heaven. And uh, we see that w- with Elijah and... Um, and that's the hope that we have with, with people that, that, that pass away uh, this side of heaven that have faith in Jesus. That's where they would go to be absent from the bodies, present with the Lord, and eventually reign with him for all or be with him for all of eternity. So that is good news. Yeah, I love that. 
my what's this tell us about us doesn't necessarily tie directly to that, but it is what it is. So, what's this tell us about us? Um, you you have two you have two three choices. Really, you have three choices. You can be a person who, when they're desperate, cries out to God. You can be a person who always cries out to God. Whether you're desperate or not, you depend upon the Lord. Or you can be a faceless, nameless character who has no relationship with God. And we see that in the three kings. Okay, so we've got King Joram of Israel, who, when he's desperate, he cries out to God. Mm-hmm. When he's desperate, he goes to uh, his his co-king there in Judah, you know, his, his counterpart in Judah. And when he's desperate, he calls out to God looking for water. And then you've got Joram. Joram, who is loyal to Israel because Joram understands, or I'm sorry, Jehoshaphat, sorry. Then you've got Jehoshaphat, who is um, loyal to Israel because he understands that Israel, uh, they're still the people of God, even though they have a different king. It's still one nation that God has chosen. Um, it's his idea to consult the um, to consult the prophet, mm-hmm. right? And so we see two two different characters. And then you got the king of Edom. Guy doesn't have a name. Nope. Doesn't have a face. Nope. Don't know anything about him. Nope. He's just along for the ride. Yep. Doesn't have anything to say about the Lord. Doesn't have anything to say about the prophets. Doesn't have anything to say about any of it. He's just along for the ride. You can be any one of those three people. Uh, and honestly, Elisha gives us the best response. If it wasn't for Jehoshaphat, yeah. I wouldn't care about any of you. Yeah. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be listening to you. And what does he say? I wouldn't even bother with you. Hmm. Right? Isn't that what he said? He said, uh, I wouldn't even bother with you except for my respect for King Jehoshaphat. So here's my question. In your groups, in the in the tribe that you live in, that's such a big term these days, right? In your tribe, in your context, in your group, which one of these three people are you? Are you the person who is nameless and faceless and doesn't have any stated opinions on God? Are you the person that only goes to God when they're desperate or... Um, when he happens to come up, then you then you're talking about him, or are you Jehoshaphat, who he's at the front of your mind, pleasing God, honoring God is at the front of his mind, and his friends or his companions here is is mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them, they benefit from that. Mm-hmm. So who are you, Edom, mm-hmm. who's offering nothing? Are you Joram, who's only offering a little bit? Maybe we can talk to God. Maybe I'll I'll lean on God for this. Or are you Jehoshaphat, who's going all in and pulling people along? And I think maybe that does tie to God takes people to heaven because, it, you know, keeping the metaphor, carrying the metaphor forward, um, the king of Edom, he's not connecting people with God and the people that he's connecting with and he's not connecting to God. They're not going to heaven on his, like he's not doing anything to get them to heaven. Mm-hmm. Joram, he's not doing anything to get anyone to heaven because he's only turning to God when he's most desperate mm-hmm. and only in a shallow, superficial way. Guys like Jehoshaphat, that's who's getting people to heaven. Mm-hmm. He's in in their hard moments. He's connecting them to God. Mm-hmm. In the hard moments, Jehoshaphat is coming alongside people and saying, "Why don't we talk to God about this? Why don't we bring this to God? Why don't we uh, expose this this situation to a prophet? You know." And today we would say to the scriptures. So I think maybe that does actually tie together a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I just talked for like ten minutes. But no, anyway. no, no. That's good. I was thinking about something you said. Um, which one? You made the comment, and there's something here um, stated. 
stated position. Which king didn't have the stated position? Yeah, the Moab, the Moab the, didn't have anything to no say. Name. Yeah, the no name. No name, no face. Yeah. No, no stated position. So I think that does apply to a lot of people today. Because I think a lot of people have a position, mm-hmm. but they don't state it. They don't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. They don't exercise it. They don't communicate it. Uh, they just hold it to themselves. And it's kind of like... Um, it's kind of like value. So uh, I think we want to value. Sure. So those are espoused values, things we would want to value. Yeah. But yet when it comes down to it, we, we really don't because we don't, we don't do it because we do what we value. So I think it's kind of on the same line you know, that many of us could fall into that. I don't know where he was at, but where, where I think that we, we know what we believe and we, we maybe are all churchy and, and, and things like that, but when it comes down to it, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to stating it, living it, explaining it, doing it, um, getting people to heaven, you know, uh, by coming to God, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of people fall short. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that yeah, I love that you said, I don't know where he was at. Yeah, no one knows where he was at. No yeah, one knows yeah, where I the know. king of That's Edom the point. was thinking. Yeah, he's, That's the point. He's, 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 the king of Edom has nothing to say. And, and Joram, when he does mention God, he says, no, it was yeah. God that called us here, dot, 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 yeah. to kill us. Mm-hmm. No, like, I, I agree completely, yeah. you know. What, what do you value? And here's an exercise. Ask other people what they think you value. That's a great exercise. You know, uh, we kind of talked great. about it at the men's retreat. Like, look at your calendar, look at your checkbook. And I almost said, ask your kids what's important to you, and you'll find out what's important to you. Yeah. That's ask your a, kids. That's a great. That's a great takeaway. Yeah, that's great. You know, go ask someone else. What, if what's you really to you. want to know what you value, yeah. that's a great. Yep. Ask somebody. Yep. Cool. Boom. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. Yeah. And that is good. We are very proud of you guys, Man. and we will be back tomorrow. Yes, oh. we will. Yeah, uh, we're going to be better about getting the SDA up on time. So pay close oh. attention to that. We I encourage you. That? <laughs> well, it was. Touch and go. We we had to make some adjustments. But anyway, so um, do encourage you to go back and listen to the previous SDA classes um, and and all that. Also, if you are feeling a little bit bogged down or discouraged about the Boo Yay worksheet thing that Allison distributed, don't. If you don't get it the first time in Kings, we're going to go through all of this information again in Chronicles. And so just listen closely for those boos and those yays and you will get them. Um, I encourage you. Get excited about being challenged. Get excited when mm. things are difficult because that is when we grow. Uh, I'm really into – Chip is really into running, which yeah. has its own spiritual metaphors. Sure. I'm really into lifting weights, which means without resistance, you don't get stronger. True. Um, and so I, I just really encourage you, embrace resistance. Mm-hmm. Go with the challenge. Don't give up. Keep pushing forward. It's going to be worth it. It will help you grow. It will help develop you, and it will help you be a better reader of Scripture. So keep – Keep at it. That's Don't good. give up. Yeah, very good. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. it. You guys have a great day. All right. Keep the snacks coming. Good we'll job. take some good ones at some point. Ryan and Tanya. Ryan and Tanya, thank you. I, <laughs> You know I love these. Yes, thank you, guys. I'm going to eat one, too. I'm not going to eat one right now no. just because I do have the dentist. I'm going to eat one right will now. Eric probably eat one right now. I will. Because yeah. he doesn't care about dentists. Yeah. I, what is a yeah. dentist? Yeah. I hear that word a lot, and I'm not sure. It says, for best results, eat one packet, which is two servings, about an hour during activity. Well, I, I am going to the gym right after this. Well, so. this will be perfect for you. Yeah, look at that. I'll have yeah. a honey stinger. 100 mm. calories for three pieces. 
Oh my god. Well, honey stingers right here. Yeah, I know. I'll have one of those oh. and one of those. Oh, I'll, I'll whoa! Yeah. It's gonna oh, be crazy. wow. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Uh, wow. You pretty much expect things to get pretty wild in here. Yeah, they do. That, get, so. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Eric, I tell you, man, you're really living on the I edge. I mean, and hey. Living on the I edge. I have a little bit of Diet Dr. Pepper left from my trip to Freddy's. Oh, yeah. So things hey. are... You're really into this today, yeah. Freddy's. Oh yeah! Wow, everything's going crazy. Good. It is crazy. Wow, I can't. can't All right, Chip's got to go by two. So, yeah. Well, before that. All right. All right. Love you guys. See you. Yep. Bye. Bye.